Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. Uh, this is the podcast that I put together from the amazing Ireland for All rally uh, in Dublin on Saturday, and it was electric, absolutely electric, and I hope that the little bit of audio I put together from you know some of the voices, some of the people, some of the volunteers, speakers, and musicians gives you a sense of the energy of the day. Uh, I'm lifting the paywall now as well, I, and actually... Oh, I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to say it now because I'm in a, I'm in a bad mood. Uh, yeah, a few of you have actually messaged me saying that I tried to monetize the event. Um, it's kind of sickening. I mean, you've no idea the amount of work that went in. I started work on this on Saturday morning at about 8.15. I finished up late last night before I published it. And then, you know, you, you wake up to emails and DMs from people who should know better telling me that I tried to monetize a, a event that was a public event. All our podcasts go out free. We, we lift the paywall as quick as we can. I try to cover my own costs. I don't. We're down a bloody fortune. I'm losing hand over fist here month after month, and I'm sick of people telling me this nonsense. So, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. I might even delete this later, but I'm just pissed off with it. But... On the plus side of it, it was a brilliant day yesterday, and despite the begrudgers, despite the knockers within our own camp, it has to be said, within the people who pretend to be on the left, despite those knockers, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, day, and I just want to give great thanks to the volunteers, everybody who contributed, and and allowed me push a mic in their face while while I was running around. Uh, Thanks again. Um, and thanks for the support. Uh, and I hope you enjoy this short podcast. Say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud. Say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud. Say it clear. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast, or should I just say a Tortoiseach special on the Ireland for All rally that took place today in Dublin. I'm home a few minutes and I'm busily trying to put together about 23 pieces of audio from sight sounds, voices, speeches and little interviews that I've done throughout the day. This was one of the best organised and most uplifting days I've had in a long, long time, folks. But you're not here to hear me waffle on, so I'm going to go straight to the national treasure that is Christy Moore. No passeran, folks. No passeran. I said thank you for listening. Before I hand you back, I'd like to remember those who gave their lives fighting fascism in Spain, those who left Woo! Ireland with the Connolly column to join the 50th International Brigade. <laughs> Ten years before I saw the light of morning, a comradeship of heroes was laid. From every corner of the world came standing the 15th International Brigade. Viva la Quinta Brigada! No passer and the pledge that made them fight. Adelante is the cry around the hillside. Let us all remember them tonight. Many Irish heard, oh, this song is a tribute to Frank Ryan, Kit Conway and Dinny Cody too, Peter Daly, Charlie Reagan and Hugh Bonner, though many died, I can but name a few, Danny Boyle, Blazer Brown and Charlie Donnelly. Liam Thompson and Jim Strainy from Short Strand, Jack Nanty, Tommy Patton and Frank Conroy, 
Jim Foley, Tony Fox and Dick O'Neill. Viva la Quinta Bragada! No pass around the pledge that made them fight. Adelante is the cry around the hillside. Let us all remember them tonight. Thank you very much. That was the unmistakable national treasure that is Christy Moore. Uh, the crowd, which my audio does not do justice to, was enormous. There was at least, in my opinion, 20,000 people there. I've seen reports of far more, but it was just brilliant and the energy was was just amazing. I want to thank uh, Claire O'Connor and Dean Scurry for being so generous with their time as well in the last few days and allowing me access to the backstage which is another reason why I got uh, some of these conversations going. You will hear from Claire, you will hear from Dean, you'll also hear from the likes of Michael Taft, you will hear from Rosemary Mon. You'll hear from Sophia Mulvaney who gives a brilliant speech and a few more besides and keep listening to the end for a brilliant performance by my pal, Adam Muhammad. I'm here with Claire O'Connor, one of the organisers today. Claire, there's huge numbers here today. How are you feeling about the event so far? I'm absolutely delighted. I think it speaks to the actual feeling out there that we are the majority. The majority of people don't stand with the kind of protests, the anti-refugee protests that have been happening. The majority of people know that the you know the failures in health and the failures in healthcare, the lack of services in the country are a government and a legislative problem. And we need to we're marching today to direct that anger that is you know that genuine anger that is there towards the government who have the power to actually change things. I just say one thing though, Claire. There was, this is one of the biggest marches I've seen in years coming out here. It's really, really helpful. Uh, is there even more going near the corner at this stage? <laughs> there is, and they're still coming, and we have people still getting off buses and still on their way. So we had a show that was supposed to start about half two. I don't know if we're going to start on time. I think it could be even up to an hour late, but Good. I'm not complaining. Thanks so much, Claire. I'm here beside the stage with one of the organisers and co-hosts of today, Dean Scurry. Dean, it is packed. I estimate over 20,000 people. You must be thrilled. Uh, this is a definitive moment in our history, in our culture, in our Irishness, in our global impact. Uh, the Ireland will act as a beacon for the oppressed people across all the world. Come and join us, Ireland for all. Love, love, love. Fair play. Thanks, Dean. I know I said you wouldn't hear from me, but I just need to give a bit of context to what you're about to hear next. This is a excerpt from Rosemary Mon's speech in relation to traveller statistics, which should shame us all nationally. Um, and something that should give us all pause. And uh, you, if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know Rosemary is a wonderful advocate, but she also is a powerful communicator so uh, she got a brilliant reception from the audience and it was just incredible to see and Sophia Sophia was just amazing she's just an incredible incredible young woman uh, and um, you'll hear from her as well talking about how her care has been so dependent upon these so-called others uh, so yeah just to give you a bit of context on those uh, have a listen and uh, I'll be back to talk to you when that's over Live to the age of 65 on our native land in 2023. 11% of all our deaths are by suicide. 83% of us are unemployed. We are less than 1% of the overall population on this island. But yes, one in five homeless people are Irish travellers. The sums don't add up. We 
protested against. Our children know what it feels like to be protested against for the right to a culturally appropriate home. We know what it's like to have our homes burned down, our camps burned down. We know how it feels to lose 10 of our people and one of our child in the Carrickman's fire tragedy. And the survivors of that family were met with hateful, violent protests, not love and compassion. That is not the Ireland we need. So I'm here as an Irish traveller woman to say I see you, I love you, I respect you, you are welcome. We will build the Ireland we all deserve. The Ireland we all deserve. I'm here in front of you and what do you see? You see a young woman sitting in a wheelchair talking to you. What you don't see is all the people that helped to get me here. Nurses from India and the Philippines, doctors from Pakistan, Africa and South America, physios from China and Korea, along with so many others from all different racial backgrounds who have helped me and my family so much over the years. These people are vital in my, in my life as they are vital in your life. They only add to our society, they don't take away from it. Over the past three years, these people have put themselves on the front lines to keep me safe, to keep my family safe, and to keep society safe. Why would we want to cause people that are so important to society to feel unsafe and unwanted? Why wouldn't we want to applaud them and embrace them and recognize their important roles in our life? I don't want these people to feel afraid because some people feel they don't belong here. They belong here just as much as you and I. They have made homes here, they have started families here, and they have made lives for themselves here. What's not to embrace? What's not to love about creating a diverse society? Being Irish in 2023 should mean accepting all people, no matter the colour of their skin or their, or their religious beliefs. I want to live in an Ireland where everyone is accepted, an Ireland that is diverse, an Ireland that is inclusive. My name is Sophia and I want to live in an Ireland for all. Isn't Sophia amazing? She's absolutely brilliant for someone so young to be able to be so confident and actually put forward her position of a person with a disability and knowing how much more involved and linked into the world than most of us even realise. Just incredible. you're going to hear now from uh, Dara Adelaide, who is with Crumlin for All and one of the best advocates I know around. Uh, Dara's obviously always contributed to the Tortoise Shack and it was great to have a quick chat with him. Trade unionist uh, and Mr. Left Block Dave Gibney is also going to talk to you about about the trade union movement's aspect of, of, of today and, and how that impacted that. You'll hear from James O'Toole. Listeners remember James. He is one of the, the residents of Tahani House who are facing a mass eviction shortly. And uh, our friend, economist Michael Taft, will uh, talk about why he's there, why he's continuing to say and why... The, stat, the stats don't back up this um, far-right narrative, and shall I say the government's narrative about the pressure refugees put on us. He talks a little bit about the economics of it. And never let it be said, 
the Green Party TD, Patrick Costello, joined me for a quick chat to explain why he's there, but to also uh, push back on the narrative that, you know, they weren't welcome. So, look, fair, fairness to Patrick, questions asked and answered in the short time that we had available. So have a listen. And again, as I said, keep listening to the end because you're going to hear a cracking, a cracking performance by Adam Muhammad towards the end. <laughs> here with Dara Adelaide. Dara, uh, where are you here today? here today to, first off, to show solidarity with all the people who have been intimidated, who have felt like they have to stay at home because they're afraid of the far right, to show that Ireland's a welcoming place, but also to direct the anger that's rightfully there about the housing crisis and healthcare, and direct it to where, you know, the actual cause of the crisis, which is government policy. It's not refugees that have caused this housing crisis. Oxfam came out with a report very recently saying that there's two people in this country that have more wealth than the bottom 50%, so there's wealth being generated, there's enough to go around, but it's been uh, concentrated in the hands of a small few people. So we're out here today to say healthcare for all, housing for all, not just for the small few, but for everybody, whether you're an immigrant or whatever. Thanks, Sarah. I'm here with Dave Gibney. Dave, this is an incredible turnout. Uh, I know you've worked on campaign and things like this for, for, for years and years. You must be really feeling good seeing this crowd today. Yeah, absolutely delighted. There's thousands out there. Um, a little bit worried this morning when we arrived and there wasn't as many there, but it obviously it takes some time to, to get in and all the rest of it. But I think it sends a very strong signal and, uh, and message to, to the other side that we are the majority. They are not the majority as they're going around and saying. And look, we, we, we launched a, um, a letter from trade unionists in support of refugees a couple of weeks ago and never seen traction like it in terms of people looking to sign up and support. So look, great to see such solidarity and love in the air and um, hopefully you know, this just does send the message and the other side starts to fade away. The trade union movement is obviously really well represented here today but just as you said I, I, do, you, do you feel now that maybe this might be something that they can rally around because we found it difficult I, as someone who myself personally looks at trade union movement says you know it's not been representatively young this is something that, that, that is cross-generational is this the thing that might, might mobilise that that, that that element and the trade union movement within it. Yeah, I mean, we we live in a multicultural society already, um, as we all know, and it's great. And our work colleagues, like you know, the union I've worked for for ten years, represents retail workers. Every retail outlet in the country has people from a, a, a huge, diverse background. And I think while the trade union movement itself doesn't have all of those people in membership, this sort of event and this sort of solidarity seeing this might encourage um, younger people people from more diverse backgrounds to get more heavily involved in the trade union movement as well but what I'd hope we see more of is that the trade union movement, the established trade union movement that we have, opens its arms out, welcomes people in and says you're one of us, we're all workers we've got a common enemy, it's certainly not any of us around this sort of campfire um, and we need to get together more in order to tackle that other enemy which is causing our housing crisis which is causing our hospital crisis which is causing all the other crises that we have so yeah no it's great to see trade unions representing such big numbers and the last thing I'd say should, should we have the scurry open all events everywhere now Absolutely. I, he should be opening my dinner every day. He's, he's just absolutely phenomenal. The energy out of the man uh, just doesn't stop but sure we all know that and yeah he's great. Thanks Dave. 
I'm here with James O'Toole, one of the one of the residents of Tiny House and one of the best uh, speakers on these issues of the last few months that I've met. James, you must be thrilled with the, th- the turnout today. Yeah, I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of people here today, and I think it's sending a clear message that we're here united, and we have to stand united if we want to beat the housing crisis, if we want to fight evictions, if we want to solve the cost of living crisis, we have to stand united. And we have to say to those forces that divide us, you represent an insignificant minority, and today the majority has mobilised. James, just one last thing. It's it's great to see so many people from different political parties, but there are members of the government parties here. What message would you send to them? Well, I would say to the government parties that they're not welcome, that they're the people who are fueling uh, the anger that's been misused and misdirected by the far right. People are furious about the housing crisis, they're furious over the cost of living crisis and we have to direct anger over those issues back at the government uh, and so it's a bit outrageous that the government are lecturing people about racism while they're actually providing fuel for the fire. Thanks so much James, Thanks. appreciate it. I'm here with uh, economist Michael Taft, our, our, our friend notes on the front. Michael, why are you here today? Uh, to give support to uh, not only to the uh, refugees, but to all those groups throughout the country who are making a positive argument about diversity and inclusion. It's Ireland for all, Dublin for all, Carlo for all. And also to, sh- to make the simple common sense statement that diversity and inclusion are an economic and social good. Michael, you've used your platform for years to show that diversity actually improves the economy. Do you, do, you, do you find it frustrating seeing this over the last number of months, how the argument is they're draining on resources and not in addition to the economy? It is frustrating, but sure, isn't that what we heard during the austerity period, that uh, poor people were a drain on the economy and people who were looking for uh, jobs were a drain on the economy. So this is nothing new. The, the victims change, but the argument remains the same. What we have to do is turn that argument on its head to show that greater diversity, greater inclusion, by the way, greater democracy, actually improves things for everyone. Thanks very much, Michael. I'm here with uh, pa- Patrick Costello, Green Party TD. Patrick, why are you here today? There is a worrying growth in racist and fascist rhetoric and violence on our streets, and we all need to come together and push back against that. We need to say that violence is unacceptable, and these people who want to destroy our democracy and are, quite simply, behind this racism will come homophobia, misogyny, and more violence, and we need to stand up and say no. Patrick, what do you say to the criticism that this is a, this is a protest against the government that you're in? There are government there are government policies that should be criticised, yes, but ultimately we need to all stand together against those who are racist and we can argue about how best to deal with these things, with these policy questions. But all of us who value democracy, who value uh, anti-racism, need to stand together and push back against growing fascist violence on the streets. And if we don't stand together, that fascist violence will find a way to cause further division and it's only helping them if we're fighting among ourselves. Thanks Patrick. Party TD Patrick Costello and I have to say fair play to him for at least talking to me. I, I know I'm not the most pleasant person when, when I want to Throw in a few uh, verbal jabs, but uh, you know, a great. I actually admire Patrick for the work he's done on CETA. I, I won't lie about it, I genuinely do. I didn't tell you the full story. There's also a couple of others coming up now. You're going to hear from our own Rory Heron, who was speaking on the day, and from um, a little known person called Bernadette Devlin McCallisky. Uh, yeah, you might have heard of her. Uh, this is her speech as well. So uh, get ready for that. Then you'll hear a little bit from Adam Mohammed uh, and myself chatting before his performance. And that's us for a wrap. 
Thanks to everybody for coming out today. It was phenomenal. Really loved it. Loved seeing so many people. We want to take that momentum and turn it into positive action and force this government to make the changes that can help make this the Ireland for all. Thanks once more to the organisers and everybody else who gave their time today and the volunteers. It was phenomenal. Uh, I'm going to leave it there and I'm gonna, you're going to hear from Rory, Bernadette and then my pal Adam. Enjoy. I'm here with Rory here. Rory, why are you here today? We're here today to, I think, celebrate diversity. This is Ireland. This is the Ireland of today. This is the Ireland of the future. And to send a very clear message that the housing crisis was not caused by refugees or asylum seekers, caused by government failure, government policy that failed to build social and affordable housing, that failed to control rents. It's Irish landlords who have evicted people into homelessness and we have to come together to focus on the real cause, which is government policy and government to take responsibility and to take emergency action to solve the housing crisis and to say everyone needs a home and we need to stand together to make sure everyone gets that. Thank you, Rory. I will use this opportunity to say free Palestine. to say that every human being who suffered at the hands of the fascism of the 30s and 40s would turn in their graves at the apartheid state of Israel on the hell-bent road to full-blown fascism against human beings. I would say to people here in this country who say we have no room, no room on this island for any more refugees, before the Gortamore, before the genocide imposed on the people of this country by imperialism, the mother of capitalism. There were almost eight and a half million people on this island. And we didn't have multi-story flats. We are two million people short of an 1845 population. There's plenty of room for two million more. Our problem is not that we have no room. It's that we have a crisis of humanity, a crisis of capitalism, a crisis of greed, prejudice and ignorance that needs sorted. Which side are we on? I'm on stage here with Adam Muhammad. Adam, you're looking out at this crowd. It must be so, so heartening to see so many people here today. Yeah, yeah. Biggest, biggest gig I've ever done as well. Facts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be good. Have an absolute ball, pal. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Thank you.
Force Man, 80 AM, alles the Force Song, Mayhem, the old me, was not holy, I need like Father, show me prison for the streets, kids, cheats, souls, I swallow for me, with the beast, so I made mistakes, play with snakes, pin it your ear, oil with his head, carry with oil, apple poison, this ain't even as he kill with bleeding, yeah, there's no tales of fables, brothers kill each other like the main, I'm able, physical limbs, original sins, man's great father, see man play God, it was all for Satan, never all for Satan, I've seen it all before, that's why my name is Adam, I'm named after the fourth man and the prophet. That's Christian, that's Muslim. Do you know where I come from? Do you know where I come from? Hey, my name is Adam Muhammad. I'm named after the fourth man and the prophet. That's Christian, that's Muslim. Do you know where I come from? Do you know where I come from? Right. After Muhammad, no one said stone, but I'm gonna block on solid of Islam. They break with sticks, so you take up stone. He used to take the piss, so you hate my name. Oh, he was to blame. They said it was strange. Oh, he was ashamed, but he was openly tears, didn't know what it means. But then I realized my home was in reach. I went back to Sudan, three generations, or it's one of my hands. So, I know what it means. Go, Jim, the same of them kicks, not him with me. Oh, you went for that, so you got pissed and tail. I'm heck of a heaven, should have got to hell. Honey, parrot. That's Muslim. Wanna know where I come from? Tryna know where I come from? Yup. Woo! 